Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to Simplified Real Estate Podcast. If this is your very first time, thank you for tuning in. Our mission, our mission is to help save people time and money by mastering the real estate transaction. There are so many facets and so many uh, pockets to the real estate transaction. And this podcast is going to help you master that real estate transaction. If this sounds like something you would be interested in listening to, then keep on listening. Our topics for today in this podcast, we're going to be honing in on three particular topics as it relates to the real estate transaction. The top key um, trend, um, things that we want to hone in on today is going to be credit, capital, and loan programs. Um, real estate, Simplify Real Estate Services mission is to help save people time and money by mastering the real estate transaction, as I said before. We are helping people through these uh, four steps, what I call the four-step blueprint to mastering the real estate transaction. It's comprised of four components. But let me give you a little bit of background about myself. Uh, my name is Tricia, and I'm a licensed real estate agent. I'm also a licensed mortgage professional and a professional decorator. Um, and I've been doing this for a little over 13 years. So I have a lot of experience in these particular areas. Um, and actually, I feel like after surveying and talking to a lot of people and helping a lot of clients, a lot of things and a lot of uh, four components, I should say the main four components that make up a real estate transaction, you're going to have that credit. You're going to have the lending process. You're going to have the negotiation with the contracts. And then you're going to have that staging or home decor. And I'm glad to say that I have experience in all four areas. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the top three key things that the lenders look at when you are applying for a mortgage loan. So what are the top three there's more than three, but we're going to talk about the top three things that lenders look at when you're applying for a mortgage loan. Well, the first thing they're going to look at is the credit. Credit is huge. And I tell people all the time, if you if you can't get past the credit portion of it, then everything else is not a void. It's not a void. Um, so the credit is huge. So what 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 are we looking at? So. I can tell you from firsthand, I, and I love that I have this experience because I can tell you, I used to wonder when I was a real estate agent, uh, what, the, what are the lenders looking at? You know, when I send my buyers to lenders, you know, I used to wonder, and that's, that curiosity is actually what caused me to actually go into that field because I wanted to know what was happening on the other side once you get the buyer, once you, you know, you start helping them with finding a home. And, and, you know, they get the uh, going to get pre-approved and then they go through the whole lending process. What is actually happening on the other side? Well, I can tell you today that I can tell you firsthand what's happening on the other side. So the first point, a key topic we're going to talk about today is credit, credit, credit score and derogatory information. When you first pull up an applicant's uh, information, you're looking at the credit score and you're looking at the credit report and specifically the derogatory information. 
because the derogatory information is going to let you know if they even a qualify because you can have the credit score to fit into the loan program. But if the derogatory information, depending on what it is, if it's a bankruptcy, if it's a tax lien, if it's a, if it's a judgment or if it's a collection, that is what's going to tell you if they're going to fit into the guidelines, the underwriting guidelines or whatever loan program that you're going to try to put that person in. So the first thing we're looking at is the credit score. Is the credit score like some um, loan programs have a minimum credit score requirement? Do they even even qualify? Because if you if the loan program requirement is 650 and you're coming in with the 580, then we don't even need to go any further to do anything because we know that you wouldn't even fit into any loan program that we had. So credit score number is huge, is huge, guys. And I tell people this all the time. Get the credit together because credit is what's going to determine your interest rate being lower. It's what's going to determine. It's sad to say it's going to determine a lot of things. Um, if, if we can even move on with doing the loan. So that's huge. And that's not, not a secret. I mean, everybody knows that even when you're buying a car, your credit score, you know, that's what the lenders look at. Okay. So you're looking at the credit score. We're looking at the derogatory information. Um, if you're looking at, um, collections, uh, new collections, are they new collections? Are they old collections? Because depending on the loan program, you may can still get into a house if the collection is a certain age. So you have to know um, firsthand, is that something that needs to be paid off? Because in some loan programs, they will require you to pay off some collection. And in some loan programs, depending on how old it is, they will just say, okay, well, we don't have to look at that because it has to be a certain age on the credit report in order for us to even consider, you know, the loan or whatever. So derogatory credit information. That's one of the things they're looking at. Number two, they are looking at capital money. Okay. So we know that when you're buying a home or buying a property, you're going to have two type of expenses. The first expense you're going to have is your down payment, which is a requirement for the loan program. For example, if you're in an FHA, we know that FHA requirements is 3.5% down. That's for that particular loan program. If you was in the conventional, that's a different down payment amount. So the first two types of categories you have, the first is down payment. So we know that down payment is one category. And then we know that closing cost is going to be the other category. Those are the two categories that make up money that you would actually have to bring to the table to the table, to the closing table when you close on the loan. So we're looking at if that person has the capital, do they have the capital or what they need for the house they say that they want to uh, actually get? So typically what they'll ask you is how much, uh, you know, the amount of the house you're trying to purchase. And you say, yeah, well, I know the house is like 300,000. Okay, cool. So we know that if you're doing an FHA, you're going to need 3.5% down for that FHA loan on $300,000. Flip side of that coin is the closing cost uh, is not typically, you don't have an amount because that consists of more than just one fee. Closing costs consist of title fees. It consists of attorney fees. It consists of loan origination fees. It consists of um, appraisal. Sometimes they'll put that in the closing costs, uh, recorder's fees, 
credits uh, from pulling your credit. There's a fee for that. Um, it's just all kinds of fees that go into closing costs that make up that total number. That number you won't have until two to three days before closing. It would three days is what you're supposed to um, when you get your settlement statement or when you get your closing disclosure. That's what you'll get. And that's just an estimate of uh, the, the money that you would need to wire or bring to closing at the closing table. So you got two things going on here. You got two categories. You got your closing costs and you got your down payment. So those two different types of monies going on here, right? And both you pay at the closing table. The only upfront out-of-pocket fees uh, with, and every lender is different, so you would have to check with the lender, is the um, home inspection um, and the, uh, sometimes they'll make you pay for the appraisal, but the home inspection is something that you'll do on your own. Um, has nothing to do with the loan. That's just your due diligence. If you want to make sure the property is in good standing or if there's no issues with the property, that's an investment. I always recommend, yes, do an inspection, always do an inspection, new construction, old house. It doesn't matter. Do an inspection. You'd be surprised what you find in new homes, new bills, even with warranties. That's wrong with them. I had two new houses and I know clients that have had brand new houses and still had issues with things, but fortunately it was under warranty. So it got fixed. Okay. So we're talking about, um, we first said, we said credit score. They're looking at the score and the derogatory information that's on the credit report. And then, um, they're looking at the capital money. Do you have the money to put down on this house? Do you have the money? Meaning, do you have the money already saved in bank accounts? Now, in some instances, depending on the loan program, you can do uh, gift, gift funds, but it just depends on the loan and it just depends on the whole scenario. Uh, there's, this is not a one size fit all, but this is just a generalization that I'm giving you guys because every loan, every loan um, uh, deal is different. Every loan deal is different. Uh, so um, money. Do you have the money to put down? So do you have the closing costs and do you have the down payment uh, or will you be using down payment assistance program? So there's so many different things and so many factors that go into this, but I'm just giving you the basics. Uh, number three is what type of loan program? Once we get past the credit, once we say, okay, yes, yeah, she has the money or he has the money. Once we get past that, we're going into loan programs, which loan program would better suit you um, based on your financial situation, what's the better loan program for you? We always want to look at what's best for you in the long run to save you money, to save you time and to ultimately get you in that loan or get you in that house that you desire or that property that you're trying to buy. So what type of loan program do you fit in? Do they even have a loan program that you fit in your, with your unique situation? I'll give you an example. So just because you have great credit and you have the money to put down doesn't necessarily mean that you have everything checked off to even still get along. Well, you might say, well, I got the money and I got the credit. What do you mean? I'll give an example. Just say, for instance, you um, you was a W-2 employee, right? Um, W-2 employee doing the same job for 10 years. And then you decide, oh, I've been doing this job for 10 years. I'm going to start my own business doing the exact same type of work because now I'm an expert in my field and I feel like I can make way more money and have a whole bunch of more freedom with having my own business. So now 
I've been doing this for 10 years, but I only been in started my new business for the last five years. So guess what? There's no loan program for you uh, in certain cases. And I don't know all cases, but in certain cases, there may not be a loan program for you. You may say, well, why is that? I have the credit. Remember, you got the credit. You got the money. Got a million dollars in the bank. Just say you had a million dollars in the bank. You had a 800 credit score. But you started a new business five months ago. Well, reason being is because the rule of thumb is typically two years. So even though you've been doing that trade or profession for 10 years, but you started your business five months ago, that means you don't have two years. You have to be two years in your business before you can apply for a loan, just like you have to be two years on the job or consistent work to actually apply for the loan. It works the same way with business. So now you have the money, you have the the money and everything and you have the credit, but you don't have the two years in with the new business that you started. So guess what? Now you got to wait. What, what did I say? Five months. So now you got to wait another year and a half before you can even get a house, even though you got the money and you got the credit. You see how that works and you see why every situation is always different. Every situation is always different. It's, it's not a one size fit all, but that's, but that's a good um, baseline to go off of and to start with in case you're in a situation where you just started a business and you haven't been doing that business for two years. So that that's a tell all, you know. So again, the top three things we're looking at here, guys, credit, capital, and what loan program. There's more than three things, but I'm going to start with these three because these are the main topics here, you know, so capital, credit, and loan program. Make sure the loan program is still a good fit, even though with a good credit. Now say the credit is not so great. You may think, oh, my credit is not so great. I can't, I can't even afford, a, um, I can't afford, um, my credit is too bad or my student loan debt is too high or whatever, whatever. Always apply guys. I tell people this all the time. You will be surprised how many people didn't think that they would even qualify for a loan based on what they thought they needed to have. When in turn, it was something totally different and you, and they actually did qualify. It's almost everybody who I talk off the ledge end up getting a house end up getting a house. Why? Because they didn't think they qualified based on their ideologies and their ideas in their head. This is all about the lender and what the lender criteria is. And I'm going to say it's not a one size fit all when it comes to lenders. Every lender, just because one lender turned you down, doesn't mean that all lenders is going to turn you down. So I've had that happen. So I, and I've even had that happen with myself. One lender would say no and two would say yes. Why? You might say, but why would two lenders say yes and one say no? Because they all have different criterias. Everybody has uh, similar loan programs in the terms of the conventional loan products. And when I say conventional loan products, I mean like FHA, VA, USDA and um, conventional loans. Those are all standard across the board and they pretty much follow the same guidelines of Freddie and Fannie Mae. But the flip side to that coin is. The flip side to that coin is they have specialty loan products, which they which they would call non-QM products 
that non-QM products is a, a loan that is specific to that, that mortgage company. So sometimes they'll have additional loan products that they can put you in that does not fit in the, the, the conventional route. You can go a non-conventional route and they have their own products that are specific to the mortgage company. So that's why I say always apply because you just never know because one lender may say, no, they can't do it. And the other lender may say, absolutely, we can. So always, always apply. Don't go off of, or at least seek counsel from a, a, a licensed loan officer. You know, don't, don't go off of what you think in your head because what's in your head may not be the end all be all for every lender because they all have different criteria. So I just wanted to put that, put that, um, out there. Um, so that's going to end my podcast today, guys. And again, we are on a mission to help save people time and money by mastering the real estate transaction. Stay tuned. If you like episodes like this, stay tuned, download our podcast and please, please, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and subscribe. We'll be glad to have you. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.